Welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm Dr. Amy Robbins. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. And if you've been here a while, thank you for listening. Today, we have the beginning of a four-part series on signs. Today's guest, Bill Phillips, is going to introduce us to the concept of signs. And over the course of the next four episodes, you'll hear my own experience with signs, as well as the experience of a mother who lost her child and how he continues to still contact her through signs. Additionally, we'll have Joe Higgins on, who will talk with us about the science of signs. Wouldn't it be amazing to be able to say to a deceased loved one, I really need to know you're with me right now. Will you please appear before me so I know you are here? And then watch as he or she materializes before your very eyes. Psychic medium Bill Phillips is the author of Signs from the Other Side and Expect the Unexpected. His life's mission is to help people deal with the grief of losing loved ones by bringing through validations, evidential information, and beautiful messages from spirit, which heal and bring a sense of peace. He conducts individual and small and large group readings and has appeared on high-profile television programs like Dr. Phil and Access Hollywood. Before we welcome Bill to the show, make sure you listen to the end of the interview all the way through till after Bill says where you can find him. There's going to be a little bit of sort of an after the show portion to this podcast that will be explained, but you have to listen all the way till the end. Welcome today, Bill, to Life, Death, and the Space Between. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm very appreciative of your time today. So let's go ahead and get started. And I like to dig right into the meat of things. So if someone wants to hear about, you know, how you got here or kind of your path to mediumship, they mm-hmm. can read your books, they can go online. But yes. let's, let's talk about what exactly is evidential mediumship? It's a great question. And really what it comes down to is giving proof of life after death. So typically what happens when um, a medium is channeling that information is that they're, um, they're setting the intention with spirit to bring through data, information, facts that can be validated by the living. And so that really is what evidential mediumship is, but it goes so much further than just that there's there's so much as well that i've noticed over the years with validations about um them seeing us in our most vulnerable times or our most exciting times or our most celebrated times so besides the evidence part of it which is very crucial um in, in this work i also see that they want the living to know that they're around us, they're watching us, they're guiding us, and they see what we are doing on our path. And they are, in essence, um, guiding us on that path. So it really does go hand in hand. But basically, the evidence is just the, um, the data, the facts. So the things that you that they would know, that no mm-hmm. one else would know. 
Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, it, you know, it, it could be, you know, when, when we um, surrender to spirit um, as the channel to make that connection, our job is to really not um, interfere with what they want to bring through. So, um, you know, it could be, you know, something from the past, it could be how they passed, it could be names, dates, things, things that have um, definite connections to them, you know. Um, and uh, what I find is that the the deeper that the medium delves with spirit, the stronger that evidence actually becomes. So the deeper you delve with mm-hmm. the person that you're, or the spirit that you're channeling, mm-hmm. the more it's like a conversation, right? Like you don't you don't just tell someone your whole life story the minute you meet them. You sort right. of move into it, and yes. it's, it's mm-hmm. similar to that. That's a great point. Yeah, it's it's really just about um, building that relationship and that trust on on both ends, you know. And for the medium and the channel, um, the biggest component uh, in making that connection is having complete trust in the process, mm-hmm. you know, and not not letting the human side of us get in the way of it. So um, when that connection happens and when that flow occurs, it's always um, amazing to see the reaction and to see the healing that happens as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. get get our ego out of the way and, and everything yes. in life, but particularly when you're working to channel spirit, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you have this great new book out that I really enjoyed. It was an, it was a easy read. It was a quick read. I think it gave a lot of perspective and experience, you know, people who have had their own individual experiences. Mm -hmm. And in the book, which is called Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World, you talk about several different signs. And it seems like there are consistent signs that are sort of always ways for spirit to communicate. So can you talk a little about those? Ah, yes. And you know, what I what I did was I gave within my experience what I felt were the most common. Mm-hmm. However, what I know is that there there is unlimited potential to how spirit wants to get our attention. So there's no rules to that. So I want to first start with and say that. Um, but what I've also noticed about spirit as well is that they're they're doing anything in their power to connect with us um, in a way that is individual to each person. So, um, you know, an example could be if someone loves sports and you guys shared that connection, they may very well try to get your attention with something in that realm. Um, a lot of times they're using things that are in our vicinity. So, you know, think about daily life the phone, the television, the lights, you know, they're using things that we experience daily because they know that if they can tap that for us, that we will definitely know it's them. So um, a big one is electricity, music, lights. That's a huge one. Um, But it goes in so many different directions. So we also have... Real quick, is the electricity an easier way for them to communicate given the vibrational level? Yes, definitely. And I actually feel because um, they're able to manipulate that current, you know, of electricity. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that they they really are able to do that um, shortly after their physical departure. Mm -hmm. So typically, you know, within the first year, possibly two years, they're going to be very um, strong in that regard with electricity and things of that nature. And then as their soul evolves and as they become 
higher and lighter and on a different level, their signs will also change depending upon that. So um, we go from, you know, electricity to nature, you know, and so really what it comes down to is any way that um, we as the human can become more present in our daily lives. So how do we, how do we become more present? We meditate, we take walks, you know, we connect with mother nature. And when we make that conscious decision, um, we, we become more aware of what's going on around us Mm -hmm. in the moment. And so they love that and they actually orchestrate those happenings for us. And, when everything comes around full circle, you know, um, there's a very strong intuitive knowing that, yes, this is not a coincidence. This is not by mistake. I'm supposed to be experiencing this right now for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so we, we, we hear of nature, we hear of um, coins and pennies and scents and, um, and even tasting memories from the past and numbers, license plates, um, what I would, what, what I've called the doppelganger spirit, which is actually when um, they actually will superimpose over somebody else to give you this sort of illusion that they are in front of you, you know. So they're mm-hmm. no, go yeah. ahead, finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story to- yeah. So you know, I, I I see it all the time, especially when I'm channeling. It comes through quite a bit where you know someone's out of starbucks or at a restaurant and in the booth next to them they, they look over and they see their their mother who passed away a month previously and they cannot believe what they've seen and it brings them to tears just about you know it really just opens them up and then within a fraction of a second they blink their eyes they look back and it's somebody else and so that is a huge way that 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 what i've discovered over the past several years that they like to get our attention. And also what happens is that we're not expecting it, you know, so the on the human side of us, we're in a space where we're not focusing on that possibility. And that's when they like to make that connection, because we're not in deep thought with it. It's usually in in an Mm. opportunity or a space where we're you know, um, in between rational and and creative part of our brain. So um, in that pocket of space, that's when they're able to get our attention. Yeah. So I had this, when I read it in your book, I was like, oh my, this was something. I was um, going, we were going to visit, my family was going to visit my brother-in-law and my, their, my husband's father, they're both of their fathers had passed away. And my father-in-law always drops coins. That's sort Mm -hmm. of been our thing. But I said to him, you know, when, when we're here, because I'm always kind of testing this out because I want to see like, okay, how real is this? I'm still a skeptic. I'm still like, holy <laughs> every time it happens, it really is like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, show us, sh- show me that you're here with us because you would be so happy to know that we're all still together. And we got off the plane and walked out of the airport. And there was a man standing there that looked just like my father-in-law. And Mm -hmm. I said to my kids, guys, do you see that man? And they're like, it looks just like Poppy. And within two seconds, I turned around and he just started to walk away. So I took a picture. I snapped the back of him. And Uh even like the mannerisms, the way that his hands were in his pockets, there was so much that was eerily familiar, but you're right. It was like poof in a moment he was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's usually once we recognize that, that 
the energy shifts. So in this situation, he walked away, you know, and you you had your evidence in the moment. So that's what I love about these kind of stories is that when they happen, they give you the chills, they give you this intuitive awareness, they at times even give you an emotional response as well, you know, and Mm -hmm. the thing that you said, you know, you said being skeptical and wanting the evidence. And I love that way of thinking, because um, we're, we're built to be that way on some level, you know, we're, we're built to be rational and also not rational, spiritual. Mm -hmm. So part of the journey, um, even for a medium is not allowing themselves to live in that rational part of themselves too often because the rational mind likes to sort of destroy (laughs) any kind of spiritual awakening or any Mm -hmm. kind of uh, experience in that realm so it's super and this is why we say meditation so important because it does quiet down that part of the mind as much as we can while you know breathing and living in this in the shell Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i think you know to your point opening yourself up Mm -hmm. in a healthy curious way things start showing up in your path and then and this is why i think it's so important for people to also if they seek out mediumship to also be on their own journey to mm-hmm. open themselves up because you your belief system and then that then becomes your belief system and your truth Yes. And that's the reason why I wrote this book, actually, was for that purpose. I wanted everyone to be empowered, um, especially so many people um, I, I know that are sort of living in the secret, you know, not wanting people to know what they're experiencing, you know, and people experience these types of phenomena all the time. Mm-hmm. And Since the beginning of time. <laughs> absolutely. And, and what happens is that that rational fear-based part of ourselves tells us, you're crazy, or what do you think you're doing, or don't tell anyone about this. And, you know, and there's, there's judgment that we put on ourselves just to begin with. But then, you know, for those people that maybe have, were raised in a very religious um, household, for example, there's a tremendous amount more of that judgment. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to want to share that with anyone that's that's too not, not too close to them. So I really wanted to connect with people that sort of um, as well were in the closet with this, you know, those people that, that um, had, the, had, the, had the experience, but really just wanted to have that validation and that connection that they weren't, going crazy. So, mm-hmm. and I've received, I've already received so many uh, messages from people saying, thank you so much. I know now that I'm not losing my mind. You know, I know that this is real and I had the same, the same experience. And it's very comforting to me to know that I'm not alone in this. So can people, can you ask as a human in a body for a specific sign or just can you show me a sign? Like, is there, is there a difference there? There's a huge difference there. You know, what, what happens is when we say, show me this sign, we are blocking the flow of what we're supposed to receive. So it's kind of like that song, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, so true. Those Beatles and were onto something. <laughs> they definitely were. And when, when, when you when, sorry, when you are giving that permission to spirit to give you that sign or to give you that evidence, um, you don't want to put too much of an expectation on how they want to deliver it to you because they know 
the best way that you will be able to receive the sign. So if, if you think the, the sign should be 1111 and you're waiting around at 1055 for 1111, that is the ego getting involved with that type of um, you know situation. But if you surrender it, so this reminds me of years ago when I was just getting started on, on my um, professional journey in this realm. And I was missing my mom as a human, you know, the, the human part of this. And so I just said, I want a new sign. I want something very big. I want, I want to know without a doubt that you are with me today on this date. And um, the next day I was getting on the freeway and I was merging on and literally as I merged on, this car cut me off. And before I could have a reaction to what was going on, I looked at the license plate and it was customized to my mom's first name. So, which is a very unusual name. It was Yvonne. And so that is, for me, when I saw that, I I just had so much gratitude in my heart, you know, and I said, thank you. Thank you. And um, just how, how the events happened that day I wasn't even supposed to be on the road at that time. So, you know, part of it is sort of taking your hands off the wheel and, and letting letting the universe guide you too with that, you know, sort of like just releasing what what you think, releasing control of how you think your day should go, but really just be open to how they want to guide you. And so the fact that you might see coins for your mom and I might see coins for my father-in-law doesn't negate the importance of that being a sign. It's not like a generic, you know, oh, well, everybody sees coins. So, of course, why would you say that's your father-in-law or your mom? Right. You know, and and from what I've really um, understood about this is that you will feel a connection, like you will know intuitively where that sign comes from. And so the signs that that appear, they're usually very specific. So I tell people, you know, if you look at the year or the time on that penny, take take stock of that, because Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be something that's very significant, you know, and um, they will do it in the most unusual ways. This reminds me of a couple of years ago, I was um, channeling in an audience and this woman's husband came through and he said he was going to be sending her a penny heads up very soon after that, that, that experience. And she wrote to me because when she went to go have lunch after the event, um, she was sitting down with her friend. And when her food came out on top of her food on, on her plate was a penny heads up. And she could, I mean, it was so quick, you know, so she was just dumbfounded but also that was the verification that she needed in that moment to kind mm-hmm. of pull it, pull it all together full circle so they're always trying to get our attention and they're they're doing it all the time we're just not really present with that you know mm-hmm. and i always tell people as well um if you have that doubt creeping in about the light flickering or you know seeing the the butterfly then ask them to give it to you in threes because typically what happens is that you that that's where you can be more specific with them is within the repetition of the sign because i think what happens is that people you know like to just throw it to coincidence that they saw their mom's name on the license plate on her birthday in the in the parking lot um but if you ask to receive that more than once they will deliver that to you you have to surrender the time for it but they they right. will deliver it to you and 
I think that's an important aspect of um, building that connection with them is is allowing yourself to to give them some ground rules with it, but not so much where you're saying, you know, show me an Elvis Presley costume on the street or something that's very specific because that takes away the, the, the magic of how they want to orchestrate you seeing and discovering that sign in the first place. Well, and I think it's so interesting, the parallels of spirit world and our world, right? Like we are always trying to control everything here. And they're basically saying to us, you know, you got to relinquish some control. And so there's like, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to process that understanding. It's not, it's about relinquishing the control of what signs come to you, but that's probably their message overall is like, let go of control a little bit. You know, it's not so. Yes. And, and also being present, be present. If you want to meet us halfway, if you want to experience this, you have to change your thinking, you know, you have to change the way that, that, that you view life. And so that's why I say, you know, you need to believe it to see it. And so that, that is a very strong um, affirmation to begin with. You know, mm-hmm. we are, we were designed to be our own creators and to, um, you know, draw our our lives the way that we felt fit. So each and every one of us are just living an extension of our thoughts and our feelings right now. So when when someone's closed off to it, my first suggestion would say, well, why not be open to the possibility of this? You know, why not just give yourself permission to receive that and within doing that, you're taking that control aspect and throwing it out the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a really interesting, uh, another sign. I could, I could help you write your next book, Signs from the <laughs> Part two. Yes. Um, my grandfather, who was a pediatrician, I've talked about him on this podcast before, was, was not a believer in any of this. Um, my grandmother was more open to it. She died shortly before he did. My grandfather, on the day of his funeral, we were driving to my sister's house and we turned down this odd street to kind of get to her house. And the license plate on one of the cars parked on the street was Kids Dock. Ah, And I was like, yeah, I was like, you haven't even been gone two days. (laughs) Yep. And you're already Um, getting on board with this. Like... (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so, and it and it could be that fast in that instant, just depending on how aware you are. So in that situation, that's a great point in showing that you were open and receptive, you know, to receiving that sign. Mm-hmm. And that's why it happens so fast. You know, people. Well, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, people sometimes get a little bit frustrated because they say, "Well, Bill, I want to see them, you know, or I want to have a dream, or I want to, I want something tangible like that, you know." And I always try to just encourage them that because the energy has shifted in that sense, you know, are you sure you want to see them? Like, are are you sure that you can handle that? Because, you know, that is very intense, you know, and yes, it's healing and and it's, it's great, but there's so many other ways that are even more impactful than that type of physical interaction that that shows us that we are connected to something larger than ourselves. And that's the reason why they do it the way that they do. So if someone is having the experience of feeling frustrated, right? Like you lose a loved one, you're in this stage of 
intense grief, you, let's say you are open to this and you want to connect and you feel like it's just not happening for me. Like, why is my son or daughter not coming through? I need to know that they're okay. What do you recommend for those people? Are they not open enough? Even if they're saying I am open and I, you know, want this to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, great question. And I, I would say to have patience as well, because what happens when, when someone crosses over, it's mostly the living, you know, it's, it's this grief energy. It's this heavy, heavy energy that, that really weighs us down for a while. And for some people that, that space can go on for quite a long time. So when we're in that grief space, it's our vibrations lowered, you know, we're, we're not thinking as clearly, it's almost like a mild type of depression, almost when you think Mm -hmm. about that, that grief weighing you down. So in essence, it's actually pulling your vibe down. And when that happens, you don't see things the way that you would if you were in a really joyous, happy celebratory space, right? So I would, I would encourage people to not be too hard on themselves in those situations and to surrender it and to have faith that when it is the right time, the sign will appear. And I've told people this before as well. And, you know, within a few weeks or a month or so, they had an incredible experience, but it just required them to, again, take their hands off the steering wheel. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to let go and we have to trust the process on that journey. And so is the, would you recommend the best way for people to connect through meditation or are there other means of doing that? You know, meditation um, is something that is universal. So people assume that meditation means you have to be sitting in the lotus position, you know, with your eyes closed. But for many people, meditation is taking a walk around their house. Meditation is exercise. Meditation is journaling. You know, meditation is something that kind of pulls you out of, uh, out of the chaos of, of the physical world, you mm-hmm. know? So when you do that, when you designate what your meditation is, um, you are then giving permission and you are creating space to receive that information and to receive that experience. But again, for each person, it will look different. Sometimes we want to be very um, what's the word? regimented with having a structure, you know, like, okay, if I, you know, turn around three times and point to the, to the north, I'm going to have the sign happen. And what is very important to keep in mind is that it's a lot more subtle than our ego wants to realize, you know, it's, it's not like it's not having this, this incredible dramatic, you know, the walls opening type of experience. It's really, really knowing that those signs appear in our everyday life in very simplistic, subtle ways. And when we connect to those ways, we give energy to it. And when we give energy to it, that's where that huge epiphany comes in that we are experiencing something in our realm that also connects to their realm as well. So, you know, I, I do feel that in certain situations, sometimes people put too much pressure on how they should how how they should experience that particular sign, and that's why I always go back to the surrender part of it, the letting mm-hmm. go part of it, and really just having that 
enormous amount of trust that you will receive it the way that you individually are supposed to receive it. And is that sign, can that be guidance? Like, or is it just them saying hi, any of those things? Their intention is always to guide us, you know, and so really it goes down to when you build that trust within them and within your own self, within your own understanding and your own knowledge, then then you're able to take it a little bit further and you're able to see if there's a, a meaning behind the sign or if there's a hidden message behind the sign. So it's like one step at a time, right? But once you get acquainted with, with their, their way of communicating with you, then you can delve deeper with them and, and ask, you know, what does this mean now? You know, what do I do now? You know, and really, um, really listen to that intuitive part of yourself because that is your anchor and that is, um, that is your sort of, direction uh guide your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and it, it's your higher self it's your intuitive self it's your soul self and when you recognize them and recognize their signs you're you're strengthening that part of yourself as well to connect with them well and it's to me there's just so many crossovers no pun intended <laughs> between what it's like to live with a let's say it's your parent who's mm-hmm. guiding you here or how they guide you there. It's not, you know, you still have to listen to yourself. You still have to look inward. You take what they say, you use it as a guide, yep. but not, mm-hmm. you know, you you ultimately have your own choices and you can still look to them in that same way for that yeah. Type of guidance. Yeah, and you know, um, something that I know is their main... Um, message to the living is to really live life joyously and presently and to do what moves your soul you know that's what they want us to do and they always talk about this um you know i wish i hadn't worked so much i wish i had you know maybe traveled more you know when i died the day after i retired you know i wasn't able to experience all of this so mm-hmm. they their their main aim is to say to us you know create your version of heaven and live that now because we wish we had done more of this when we were there and now we see the difference so we're trying to help you get that now mm-hmm. so you know be in that be in that in that joyous vibe in that joyous space that's where all these miracles are, you know, created and where we're able to perceive them and experience them is when we're in that space that is on a much higher level than we sometimes realize. And, and that's the part as well that meditation helps with, whether it be going to the gym or going on a walk or deep breathing, that does elevate the energy. It brings us to a higher level of consciousness. And that's where we're able to make those connections. Well, and I think that's a actually a beautiful place to end today is with what those messages are from them. So if people want to connect with you, can you tell the listeners how they can, where they can find your book, how they can connect? Absolutely. All the good stuff. And it'll be on the show notes too. But thank you. Yeah. So they can um, reach me at my website. It's just my full name, billphillips.com. My last name is spelled with one L and two P's. So it's P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. Otherwise, you'll get someone else. So it's BillPhillips.com. <laughs> and, Who might not um, be a medium. Who knows? Do you know what that guy does? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I actually do. He's like a health, a health guru type of person. So <laughs> sort of, sort of along the same lines, but it's right. a little bit different. Right. Um, and so there's that, that's one place. Also you can, uh, I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and my books can be found either Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Great place to start with that. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much again for your time today. This was really fascinating. I, I mean, my job is awesome interviewing all these fascinating people on this fascinating topic. So thank yes. you again. Thank you so much. It was a great honor. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. So here's the fun story that you've all been waiting for. During the podcast, you probably noticed that Bill said, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And my immediate response was the Beatles definitely knew what they were talking about. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought to myself, that wasn't the Beatles who sang that song. That was the Rolling Stones. That's weird. I need to remember to edit that part out. Well, after the show, Bill and I were chatting and I brought this up to him and I said, you know, it was really weird when I said that. And I'm not really sure why it came out of my mouth because I knew it wasn't the Beatles. As soon as I said it, I knew it was the Rolling Stones. And Bill's response to me was he didn't even flinch because there had been, he has been receiving several messages over the course of the past couple months about spending more time listening to the Beatles music, um, maybe studying them a little bit because Bill's original path was in music. So I just thought that was a kind of a fun, interesting thing that happened that shows that sometimes some of the things we're saying perhaps are messages for other people. And and if it feels like something just pops out of our mouth and we're not really sure why we said what we said, perhaps it's a message from someone else's loved one trying to communicate with them. And it might mean something to them, even though it doesn't mean anything to us. So, you know, go back, listen to that part again. Um, I just think it was interesting to think about what was going on inside of my head at that time, knowing that what I said was wrong and that I was going to go back and edit it out, but I didn't need to because it's all part of our story. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Curious about what comes next and what it all means? You can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have. Let me know what else you'd love to hear about or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.